0: Hello, and welcome to Not Just Ghost Stories. I'm your host, Josh, joined by Jackie and Laura. We are a small team of experienced paranormal investigators. Here, we discuss different locations that we've investigated, along with a little history and the paranormal evidence that we've found. Today, we will be discussing history and evidence about Holland Road and the legend of the pig man in Angola, New York. Jackie, what kind of uh, legend do we have today?
1: Okay, the legend itself says a deranged butcher quit his job, moved out to the family home on Holland Road, which was sparsely populated at the time. And there he continued his butcher trade on people. He would kill them and put their heads on a spike. So the, um, the legend of the pig man involves, for the Holland Road one, involves... Two different uh, incidents that happened. The Pigman story began in 1955 with the the Pigman's grandfather Elijah Derrick's. He built the home on on Holland Road. He married. He had two sons, uh, Henry and Loring. They would walk along the tracks collecting coal that fell from the trains to use in the heating of their home. At that time, the trains were heated with a potbelly stove that they uh, burned coal in. They would walk along. Sometimes the coal would fall off, you know, and you're shoveling it and stuff. And they'd walk along the tracks and they would get the, the coal that hadn't been used that much that they could heat their own home. It is said that one day they decided to remove two of the railroad ties. They had a fence to fix, and they thought these railroad ties would be the perfect fix on the fence. What happened later on that afternoon, a train came by, six-car passenger train, and it derailed the last two cars. Supposedly, without these railroad tracks, the uh, drain, it caused the last two cars to vibrate off the tracks. They were right next to a an overpass, a bridge, and as they went over the bridge, the last two cars decoupled. The first car went over the bridge and started up the hill and then slowed back down and came back to the bridge before it actually jumped the rail. The sixth car, the last car, derailed and went over the bridge. As it plunged down over the bridge, everything in that car fell to the front. What that included was the wooden seats, the curtains, and the potbelly stove, which was uh, running at the time. So you had a car with about 50 people in it that landed with everything down at the bottom, including the people. The coal... The pot belly stove was running, there were hot coals, it caught the kerosene out of the lamps spilled, it caught the kerosene on fire, it burned the wood, it burned the curtains, and as the town wasn't that far away, the townspeople came running because they heard you know the crash and stuff, and trying to get these people out. They could hear the screams. The townspeople said it took five minutes of screaming before most of the people died. Out of 50, it says there were between um, three and four people that made it out of the car. The first guy that uh, got to the car, he saw a man hanging half out the window. He grabbed that man. When he grabbed that man to get him out, he could see another man in the car, and this other man was, was alive and saying, ''Help me.'' He gets the man that was half out. He turns around, hands that man to the people, that the townsmen that come. By the time he turned back to get that other man, that man was already engulfed in flames. So like I say, between uh, about out of 50 people, only three or four of them made it out alive. The second car did not come down as far. It fared a bit better and stuff. This train accident actually happened. This has been documented that this did happen. This many people died. It did not happen on the, um, where the train tracks crossed on the bridge. It did not happen on Holland Road, but it did happen not too far away. That helps contribute to our legend of the pigment. Like I said, they, they assume that these two kids took the, Um, rails out, and that's what made the cars um, derail. It was also said that the town kind of brushed it over, so it was almost like the town thought this way too, and nothing was said about it. So anyway, the two boys stayed there. They grew up. um, they, They stayed around there. After Elijah, the father's death, Henry moved into Angola, the first son, and Lauren stayed in the family home. It's more looking towards uh Loring would be our pig man in nineteen o six A mysterious fire destroyed several buildings in the town, and of course the uh train thing came back up, and people sort of assumed that it was the Derrick brothers after that the uh um Loring stayed in the home, but Henry moved out of town in 1911, Lauren was volunteering with the uh, firemen to do to set off the uh, fireworks during the celebration and stuff. During the fireworks, one of them went haywire and it pierced a child's arm. Well, after this, the, the town kind of gave up on Lauren. They sort of ostracized him. He moved back to the home. He did marry um, Betsy Crabtree and they had a son, William Derricks. William Supposedly he was born with what they call frontal nasal dysplasia. That's where the two sides of his face did not meet up. A lot of times it, it makes it look like, you know, you may have a third eye or the mouth isn't meeting up and stuff like that. It, it also pushes the nose in and makes it broader, which is one of the reasons why it's called a pigman. As a toddler, William was rescued He was walking along the train tracks. He did not hear the train or whatever. And he was rescued by a, it was actually a a one-armed boxer who had joined the circus and was traveling with the circus. Him and William... uh, were friends throughout their entire life. William didn't go to school. He didn't get off Holland Road that much. Uh, so him and this one-armed boxer were friends. And the one-armed boxer, when William got old enough, he got him an internship at a butcher shop. And he also induced him introduced him to sideshow promoters and um, circus people and stuff. In the 1940s and 1950s, um, William did spend most of his time, touring with the circus with the sideshow. He married uh, somebody in the sideshow, and they had a son whom was William Jr., and possibly twin daughters. Now, you don't hear a lot about the twin daughters. We don't know if they were born and died or if they were born and, and kept at the house or whatever and stuff. But uh, William, when he uh, lost his... Uh, he quit the job in the butcher shop the uh, town dump had opened up and he got himself a job there so he worked in the town dump and he would uh, people would come and he would put the garbage she'd go through the garbage and he'd put it in separate piles a lot of times he would take you know the the better stuff home with him and stuff in 1966, his wife died, and she was buried on the property alongside two other graves, whom we assume uh, were his parents. In 69, the dump closed, and the, uh, the road became, since it went, didn't have a lot of traffic going down there for the dump, the road became a hangout for teenagers. William began lining his driveway with animal heads on pikes to kind of preserve his privacy. He didn't want people there. And uh, he seemed to think that putting a animal head on a pike would keep people out of his, out of his yard. It would work for me. So, you know, Um, there also, there were reports at that time of an angry man in a rusty Ford truck who'd drive up and down the road, yelling at the kids to get off the road and, and, sometimes running them off the road. In 1973, Harris Thompson, he was a utility worker, he turned up missing. He was last seen in the Holland Road area. It is also said that one night, three teenage boys decided to go out to William's house and bother him. He caught them, killed them one by one, decapitated them, and placed their heads on a pike. And then after that night, he disappeared. The Derrick house mysteriously burned to the ground, so no human remains were ever found. But the uh, legend lives on, and if you go out to Holland Road at night, it is said, looking for the pig man, you'll hear strange, you'll see strange sights, and you'll hear sounds, strange sounds. Okay, that's the legend. The facts are, in Vermont, there's an axe-wielding maniac that goes by the name of Pigman. In Texas, there is a Pigman of Bunny Bay Bridge, and in Hawkinsville, Georgia, there's a Pigman Bridge. So, we seem to have a Pigman legend scattered throughout the uh, the country. There are no records of Harris Tompkins' disappearance, nor are there any records of a fireworks disaster supposedly where the child got pierced by a fireworks. There's all, there is a record of a William Dirk who toured with a sideshow. He shares a birthday with William Derricks, but Dirk was born in Alabama and died in Florida in 1975. He billed himself as a man with three eyes or the man with two faces. Obviously, he did have that um, frontal thing, I said.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I mean, as far as legend goes, uh, us as paranormal investigators, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of quote unquote legends myself. I I, I like to actually look for, uh, if it could be possibly true. Now we have, you know, history and it kind of sounds like that. We have a whole bunch of different histories that are kind of coming together in different areas to me. Now we we've been there. Um, you know, we took just some limited stuff with us. It was in the middle of the day. We figured, hey, why not? Because we were up in that area. Um, I mean, what did what did you guys think?
2: Well, um, it does say that you have to go at nighttime. So maybe that's where we failed. Um, it is a little creepy in places. You kind of want to look over your shoulder. But we didn't actually get much evidence to support there being a pig man. We didn't hear anything didn't see anything
0: I mean as as far as that goes I mean like I said we are investigators so for me you know it's kind of uh, that that gut that gut-wrenching thing where we're trying to look for um are we getting any kind of vibes from the area you know now as far as the Angola horror which is the train wreck um that could have been adding to some energy in the area that we might have been feeling. I mean, did you feel anything from from those?
1: We did. When we drove down, I believe we stopped twice. And again, this is all about reading the energy and everything. And we stopped because we went from an area where it felt like a country road to an area that felt a little off. So we did stop and we got out and we all we found that we had gone perhaps a half car length more that where we were at the energy had reverted back to normal country road when we walked behind the car you could feel a little bit that something was a little bit off mm-hmm. but that's all we had we didn't have any sounds we didn't have any um didn't have any gut feelings like we need to take pictures or we need to turn on the recorder yeah. We went further, we got back in the car, we went further down the road and we went through two um, culverts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we got on the, we stopped on that side too, because again, there was another change. We stopped, we parked, and we walked back through those culverts. And you could actually feel, or at least I could feel, the energy changed on the side of the culverts where we parked, country road. On the other side of those culverts, it was, again, a little off.
0: And see, that's what I was about to, to kind of bring up was on, between those two uh, covered, I mean, I guess you can call them tunnel bridges, really, um, where the train tracks run over top, just to me felt, it just felt off. Like there there was a, a type of uh, energy change. It was a, some type of shift is what I would say. Um, just felt kind of crazy to me.
1: Yeah, kind of heavy, kind of kind of off, like somebody, like you took a, a half step wrong or something like that. Now, we did have sounds and I did notice uh, off in the distance there was a dog barking and it was a smaller dog. I have dogs, so I kind of know dog barking. At night, when you go out there with that mindset, Pigman lives there and it's dark and you can't see and you're a teenager and you're trying to scare each other and you yell pigman into the woods and that dog is out there when he barks, you can kind of misconstrue it as a pig a pig squealing. Mm, so definitely. I can see I'm not saying this validates the legend, but I can see where this stuff feeds the legend and then as far as the energy shifts could just be from
2: people's terrifying experiences where they have attempted to contact pigman
0: well i mean you you have a very valid point because you got to think this this legends pretty much started since the 1950s 60s and into the 70s Um, I mean, there's been reports of in, uh, what was it, 1976, that some teenagers got really scared out there when they took their car out there um, in order to, you know, do other things that said that they ran into the pig man.
2: I do think something had to happen along the way for the legend to begin. So whether that is, you know, the Angola horror story that we hear of from the train accident, I do not know. But something originally happened, somebody saw something, that created a legend.
0: Well, now, Jackie, I know you took some pictures um, while we were there, and you sent them to a psychic. What did, what kind of reports did you get from that?
1: Um, like I say, I, I gave her the pictures and asked her what she uh, felt or could draw off them, and basically she came back. I said, we were doing the Legend of the Pigman. She says, well, I don't get that, but she said something, an accident or something. She got a lot of people that were very badly disfigured i guess is what she said um that they died not nicely
0: so there could be some some background to at least the angola horror and the energy in that level
1: oh the angola horror is did um did happen uh it's been documented and um they also they investigated it and they put it down, the accident happened because of what they call a frog in the track. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that one of the rails in between where they, where some rails are going to split off was maybe a half inch higher than the other one. And the wheel on the uh, second to the last car was a little bit warped. And that's what they put the accident down, what caused the accident. Okay. So not, the not Angola horror did did actually happen.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't not from timbers that they know of or as far as the railroad ties. Right. Underneath that they didn't put anything about those.
1: No. Which okay. if you think about it, two young kids, they've got a fence to fix. You see how they put those railroad ties. Everybody's gone over tracks. they see the railroad ties. Are those kids going to be out there digging up two heavy
0: railroad ties? Well, and trying to pull the spikes out from the rail and everything else yeah. too that's that's kind of a hard thing to do yeah yeah i mean i've i've not done it myself. I've seen it done, and that's i mean you're you're pulling out eight inch spikes yeah <laughs> out of a trail,
2: so you got to wonder why include that in the legend if it's so bizarre
0: true. Now as far as with this legend there is one that's very close to it that's based out of Georgia, correct?
1: Georgia or Vermont, I can't remember which one.
0: Okay. Um there's so many. Yeah, yeah. there is, I know that there are, but I know that, that I had read that there is one that's based very close. Um it's in Georgia um off of another bridge. It's they're very very similar that runs with a with a train wreck that was in the same type of area with another butcher that didn't supposedly murder, you know, teenagers or other people. So, you know, spreading that throughout the U S. Um, why do you guys think that there might be legends that kind of run hand in hand across that?
1: Well, uh- goes with the circus, and the circus traveled everywhere. And it's not only the circus, it's the sideshow. So you're talking about people that look different. You're talking about circuses back in those days, especially then. They were a very closed community. Mm -hmm. So they'd come into town, and people were, I don't know, what do you want to call it, morbid enough that they'd go pay their money to see them, but they didn't trust these people. And if something bad's gonna happen, well, you know, it's those freaks out there because they didn't know the people. Yeah. Um,
2: another theory could be that if you go as far back as the Bible, the demons were cast into the swine.
1: That's true.
2: So, therefore, pigs is associated with demons. Humans are terrified of demons, believe that they kill people, eat children.
0: So, I mean, as far as, you know, those type of legends, I mean, the thing is about this is that people have, have ran with this. Um, when you're getting into, you know, how far back everything goes, you know, you have television shows that have done stuff on Holland Road and Pigman Road, along with movies that have made horror movies off of it. Um, I know in 2018, Travel Channel did their hometown horror. That's kind of one of the ways that we learned about it, about the Angola Pigman. Um is what they ended up titling it uh there was a movie called the Holland road massacre in twenty twenty you know that that started running everything about the pig man. so you have all of these different people that are now feeding into it, which is making it a whole lot bigger and bringing these legends back you know into form um but like I said, me as far as a paranormal investigator i I don't try to show a lot into legends,
1: yeah uh Again, as a paranormal investigator, investigating urban legends is kind of low on my list because they are mostly just really good ghost stories. Yeah. So and but as an investigator, I like doing the urban legends because it brings up a point of investigation that a lot of people forget about when you're an investigator. And that is a validation and also finding out why this might happen. A small dog barking off in the distance can sound, in the middle of the night, when you're primed for seeing a pigman, can sound like a pig squealing. Helps you keep your head straight during a ghost hunt, too. Yeah. When you consider those
2: things, you got them in the back of your mind.
0: Well, I mean, I like the historical research side of it, along with the validation that we can find. You know, when we're looking for historic, the the story of of pigman is so all over the place that are the names even right? you know we're not 100 percent sure about that um you know so like if we can find validation if we're trying to do some type of paranormal hunt at a place where there's a legend you know we're trying to get validation and we're we're, a lot of times honestly we haven't um, gotten validation off of that because a lot of it is you know hearsay you know uh, you kind of get the um what they call the telephone game where one person tells one person something and then they have to tell it all the way down the line to the end person. You get some total different story.
2: Well, the locals that we ask, they never even gave any names. Yeah. Not a true history of it, just bits and pieces, and none of their bits or pieces were the same.
0: Yeah. And again, that comes down to what they've heard.
2: They just know where it is, and it's a pick man,
0: <laughs> And the rest
2: of it,
1: they fill in based on their own personalities. That's another thing also. I never knew about, and I grew up around there, well, 35 miles southeast or south of that, but I grew up around there and I never heard of the Angola Horror. That actually happened. That was a train wreck that killed a lot of people. But yet, what do most people say about that area? Legend of the Pigman. The Pigman legend spreads faster and farther than the... uh, the actual train wreck. The story will always be more fascinating than
2: history in most people's minds.
0: Yes, definitely. So as far as this area, you, uh, we would, I would say, welcome people to go visit it. Um, you know, during the day or the night, because I it's it's it is a pretty cool place to, th- to kind of go in and go, Oh, you know, there might be you know this guy that puts people's heads or even pigs' heads on stakes, maybe I'll see something,
2: just never know.
0: Yeah, but it, as far as for me, I was just like, Okay, this is you know, it's cool, you know, but to me, it's not paranormal,
1: yeah. And if you go there as a paranormal investigator, or if you have you want to become a paranormal investigator or you're semi-serious about this, if you go there, go there with an open mind. When you hear something in the woods, don't stop and think, oh, it sounds like a pigman. Stop and think, what else does it sound like? Yeah. Stop and investigate. Don't just arbitrarily go, yep, pigmans exist. I mean,
0: could it be a squirrel running through dead leaves in the floor of the you know of the forest you know could it be a dog barking like you said could it it, it could be anything so you have to it's that's why we call ourselves paranormal investigators we are investigate we need to investigate what we hear what we see and everything else around it
1: and that's why a lot of the times I think we surprise people people such as the pigment uh road uh my brother was the one that turned me uh, onto it, and I haven't talked to him, but if I told him that, you know, it didn't happen, he would be surprised and not not understanding. Well, you and I, you know, you're a ghost hunter. You investigate. How come you can't see that the, there's, you know, Legend of the Pigman and all this stuff happens? Because I am a ghost hunter, I cannot say there's paranormal activity there if I have a possible another excuse for the activity that's going on.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, overall, uh, I would just say my feelings about it is it's a legend. Legends can live forever. They cannot. um, I, myself, like I said, the the Angola horror, the train wreck, it happened. I know for, we know for a fact that happened and there might be things based off of that. But as far as Pigman, nah, I, I don't think that that happened
1: yeah or if it did happen there he was he was afraid of us and he booked before we got there
0: we are kind of crazy (laughs)
2: just never know
0: (laughs) with that being said this has been not just ghost stories and we have been your host josh Bara, jackie and until next time you can find pictures and findings and contact us about today's episode on all social media platforms at not just ghost stories thanks